I want to be friendly, happy, giddy. Okay, you're not usually that way. You're just weird. And, and intelligent. <laughs> I mean, like a bobblehead. <laughs> All right, now. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Ruthann, welcome to Talk CDL. Well, thank you, Troy. We are back after a two-week vacation hunting trip. What do you think of that? It felt really weird. I mean, I felt like I was forgetting to do something. Yeah, I know it is weird when you're not, you know, we, we actually, what we did was we played a couple recordings in the past, so we didn't have to actually be in the studio, but we are back and excited to be back. Um, bagged four deer, mm-hmm. okay, and you know. Praise the Lord. I, I shot three myself, which was really cool. So we got a lot of deer steaks and sausage and all other good stuff. Um, but one of the things I was I was really surprised at, you know, going up through West Virginia, because West Virginia is the mountains are so high and steep. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is like some I've, I've heard this a million times. Everybody says, if you can take West Virginia and flatten the mountains out, it would be as big as Texas. Really? I actually never heard that, but I could see it because I know how big the mountains are. Right. I mean, just, you know, just hunting on them is a privilege and it rips your legs and back. I was, was going to say, is your, your calf got a little bit of work out, your thighs, your glutes, you know? Yeah. But the other thing that surprised me, which I'm, this may come as a surprise to drivers saying, why are you surprised? But I noticed a lot of truck drivers with their uh, brake smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them coming down the mountains and, you know, with smoking breaks and you got to real, you got to realize that, you know, this is, I don't know if it's a different era or what the case is. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to put anybody down, but what I was going to say is, you know, drivers, one of the things you should do is before you go down a mountain, uh, you know, make sure you're in the right gear. Okay. To come down the mountain. And then also for you truck drivers that see these guys going down the mountain with the smoking brakes, if you see them at the truck stop, walk over in a friendly manner and offer some advice and some help. This is really how the industry should be working, Ruthann, all of us helping each other. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just making fun of people, which we're good at doing also, but you know that's not really something to make fun of. No. I mean, you might have a driver that's more new. And is not as familiar with those roads. Unfortunately, there are those that say, no, no, I understand. I know, I know, I know. But even if they say they know, you approaching them and maybe coming at them might help. Because they might be something that you might say that will click. And they'll even say, I know, but down the road, remember it and say, you know what? Let me do this. And it might help them, especially even also with this weather coming where it's going to be a little icy, a little snowy little bit of mix of both, and they might be able to use that little bit of help coming down those mountains. You know, I've actually given advice to drivers when I was a driver and helped. And, and, and let me just say this. When I was a new driver, drivers gave me advice. And, I mean, I'm talking a lot of senior drivers that knew what they were doing, helped me out, you know, with going into a jackknife or something, you know, advice on how not to jackknife and how to come out of it if the trailer's coming around or how to go down a mountain, um, all that stuff. And um, the one thing I know, like I'll tell you another big thing was 
I've been to a lot of shippers and receivers where drivers couldn't back in the door right. And I've, you know, approached them in a very positive way. Hey, listen, I, I, in fact, what I remember this one driver, he was uh, having a problem at Bevico. Mm-hmm. I remember this one. Yeah. Well, anyways, the way I approached him was I, lo- I, I, I walked up to him. He was driving for Tyson at the time. And I said, Hey, listen, not trying to tell you how to do things. We all have a bad day. You know, I kind of just let him feel like, you know, it's not really, it, it could happen to anybody type of an attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of made him at ease to talk to me. And I said, listen, we, we all have a bad day in backing. And it's true. Every, every driver can tell you that they couldn't get it in the hole right, okay? It's like it had to pull up an extra couple of times. You know, compared to most of the times, most drivers can go up one time and zing it in the, in the, the, you know, into the door. And this place, by the way, that we were trying to back into was very tight. It was very mm-hmm. known for you had to back around a trailer and it was and you were up against the railroad trussle to begin with. So you couldn't pull up too far. So it was a really bad place to back up. But anyways, when I said what I said to him, he's like, hey, man. If you want to back my truck in for me, you can. Because I, I said to him, would you, would you mind if I just threw it in the hole for you real quick? I see you're, you know, you're just having one a bad day. And he was really cool. And I backed it in for him. He thanked me. And that was it. So if, if you see a driver with smoking brakes or having a, a, a hard time backing in, instead of videoing the guy, you know what I mean? and and That irritates me, actually. Yeah, making fun of the guy. Do, do yourself a favor and him because also drivers. One thing I would remind every driver out there that we were all rookies at one time. Mm-hmm. We all, you know what I mean? Had a, had something that it took a little bit of time to be better at, whether it be backing or, you know, making right turns or, you know, uh, whatever the, whatever the case is, um, keeping the truck on the road steady, wh- you know, whatever, um, we all had to get advice from somebody. And some might be saying, well, I learned it all on my own. I didn't get advice. Well, th- that's g- great for you. But most of us have learned from other driver drivers giving us advice, whether we remember it or not. We got a lot of advice along the way. Right. No, we have. And even though, like I just said, I hate when drivers video and laugh and make fun of another driver. I really do not like that. Even though there's times we put it on our page, when we do it, it's more or less to to help ease everybody else, not to make everybody make in front of that driver too. I know? mean, I do make fun of some, some of them. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But see, I think what bothers me is I don't like I don't like being the bully. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say the word bully. I, I don't know. like being the bully, but you know, I look at it this way: there's going to be times where it's going to come back. So even if you're going to be going ha 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 to the driver, one of these days you're going to step out the bunk. Or step out your door, and you didn't. You won't. Do I, I have face plan or something? Yeah, you're gonna realize, oh, that was slippery, and go right down. Yeah. There's gonna be. It's gonna come back. Be careful. Yeah, and and that is true. We, we've all we've all been probably made fun of. So, a- anyways, to make a long story short, guys, you have been made fun of by me. <laughs> but but anyways, to make a long story short, help each other out. It it's actually makes a better brotherhood of trucking, and it makes a better industry. When we help each other out, Ruth, and would you agree with that? One hundred and fifty-eight percent. One fifty-eight. Yeah, it's an odd number. I know. I could make fun of you for that, but anyways, I'm an odd person. Should we move on? Should we take a break? Yes. Hey, before we take a break, I just want to let everybody know uh, what we'll be talking about today. Uh, we'll we'll uh, be talking about a truck driver with a side business. We'll be talking about a truck driver that was shot 
and killed by a cop this past week. And uh, a few other things. You've got a missing truckers report. You've you called the police station to try to get um, further detail and uh, out of Iowa. But, and you can explain their, their really nice phone system. But let's go ahead and take a break. And we will be right back. Hey, drivers. Are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Drivers, if you're looking for a local home everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team, and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. All right, we're back. You had a question for me. You were starting to read an article. You were going to ask me if it's preventable or non-preventable. Mm-hmm. I said, well, we'll re- read it on the show. I like to kind of, I, sometimes I don't want to be prepared um, you know, what I mean, like some podcasts and shows, they kind of do a lot of rehearsing and and they're kind of prepared for their answers. I like shooting from the hip, from the heart. So I did. I haven't heard this question yet. This is for the audience and for me. And Ruth Ann is going to ask a question whether an accident is preventable or non-preventable. Correct. It's it's what this is, is it is awareness to get you questioning it. So this is a scenario, an accident scenario where driver John Doe is 
driving down the road and a four-wheeler comes over, slams their brakes on in front of them to try and turn it into a roadside flea market. In the meantime, Trucker Joe, or John, whatever I said. I, see, I thought you already you had an actual article. It is an article. So he is slowing down and doing everything safely and pulls off on the side of the road. When he pulls off on the side of the road, he comes to his complete stop, but the, the shoulder ends up being soft, so his truck lays over. Company then sends him a preventable incident warning. Question is, is it truly a preventable or not? Okay, so do you have the article? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Why don't you read the article so we can hear how they word it? No? It's not. It's an it's an article, but this is for trucker awareness, not an oh. actual. Okay, see, I thought you had like an actual incident that happened. So this is an actual, just a scenario. And But that scenario, believe it or not, has happened before. It's from the National Safety Council. What they're trying to do is try and get to where drivers can have more rights and more understanding on what's preventable and non-preventable. So, okay, so let's rehash this for a second. A driver flies around the truck driver, which we've seen many videos where a truck driver is, is like, for example, somebody wants to go on the get off ramp and they'll fly around a truck driver at the last second just to be, just to hit their brakes to get off the interstate instead of just waiting for the truck driver to go by and then get off. So this car goes around a trucker, jams his brakes on to turn into a flea market. Mm -hmm. And I'm picturing Howard's flea market, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so was I. <laughs> exactly. So, but so the truck driver does not hit the guy, correct? Nope. No, but, no, no actual hitting. But what he does is he he probably hard brakes and then pulls to the side to avoid hitting him. And as he does, is he does he come to a stop and then the truck rolls over, or does it roll over while he's in motion? He comes to a stop. So he comes to a stop, but the because the shoulder is real, real soft, he rolls over. You know. In all honesty, uh, most, and that's kind of an odd question, is it going to be deemed fault or not fault? And I would tell you that this is my honest experience. I would tell you that's going to depend on the safety director's angle that he's looking at it. Some safety directors would see that, okay, listen, my driver had no other choice. It was either hit that guy or pull to the right you know what i mean i'm just wondering my question is why did he come to a stop why did the trucker just stop it's kind of an odd i'm just in my mind i don't want to sound difficult here but okay so the guy cuts him off so the trucker you know i guess he stab breaks and and veers to the right of the shoulder to to avoid hitting the guy but at the same time it's like is the guy making a right or a left into the flea market. It sounds like it's a single lane road and the, and the guy's making a left into the flea market. So he has to kind of go right or, you know, to go around him maybe, or he comes to a stop. I just don't understand that situation. I'll reread it from the very beginning go ahead. so you can help. In this accident scenario, the latest in Overdrive Sister Publication CCJ's Preventable or Not Preventable series, evasion Evasive action on the part of John Doe, trucker, truck driver, lands him on the road's shoulder. He's been hauling towards a destination in Elkader, Iowa, 
when a brown station wagon veered directly in his path at a high rate of speed seeking to enter the roadside flea market. Doe braked hard, steering to that shoulder. To his horror, it turned out to be so soft his rig slowly rolled onto its side in a ditch. His company sent him a preventable accident warning letter nonetheless, yet Doe contested that determination by calling the National Safety Council's Accident Review Committee to settle the matter. So did... My and I'm not going to read the last part because the last part is the verdict. Okay, so my question is, did it say he came to a stop before it rolled over? Did it say that or not? He steered to the right of the shoulder. It was soft. Go, go to that point real quick. He braked hard, steering to that shoulder. To his horror, it turned out to be so soft that his rig slowly rolled over. Okay, so he side. didn't come to a stop. You had said he came to a stop earlier. So that's where I was confused. So basically, the, the vehicle um, was in his path, okay, which is kind of weird. But So the vehicle came into his lane, and his only choice was to go right around the guy or hit him. He slows down enough, and as he's going around the stopped vehicle, he he um, he rolls. So again, my my answer to that would be: it's really going to depend on, you know, it, me personally. I believe the truck driver probably had no choice because there are many times where a four wheeler just literally whips in front of you, and 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 really there's no avoiding an accident because you have 80,000 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. when the public does that, when the public just jumps, see a lot of people go, well, the truck driver is supposed to be in control of his truck at all time. Well, I agree with that. But at the same time, if you're driving the road speed and something just all of a sudden just whips in front of you, like it sounds like he did, I would say the trucker had no choice but to slow down and go try to go around the guy. And unfortunately, so some safety directors might say you should have hit him, you know, instead of going off the road, right? Some safety directors would say that. Um, you think a safety director would say hit the guy? It's not a deer. Well, no, I'm just saying that. Okay, let's. I'm not saying the safety director <laughs> would say hit the guy. What I'm saying is some of them would have said you shouldn't have swerved off the road. You shouldn't have swerved to go around because there's a lot of companies do not want, especially if it's a single lane road, they don't want you going on the shoulder to pass somebody. A lot of them will say that. So I would just say my answer is it depends on the safety director whether it's going to be um, right or wrong. If if this would have been me driving, I would have went around. I would have done the same thing the truck driver did. I would have avoided tried to avoid hitting him. And therefore, I probably would have hit the soft shoulder. So I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a like, really, what's, what's the verdict? Give me that. The verdict, infrastructure failure in this case, with no soft shoulder warning signs left Doe with no real way in the moment to anticipate the peril that awaited the truck and his car carrier. NSC ruled in his favor with a non-preventable determination, such determinations to continue to accrue greater weight in carrier and driver safety records, particularly in the FMCSA accident review program for certain types of crashes. See, I'm glad that they ruled non-preventable, mm -hmm. okay, because the truck driver was doing the right thing by not, you know... Crap. Human life, you know. Doof. Exactly. He chose not to kill somebody, okay, and that's a, a good driver. Um, personally... That's what I would have done. I would have not tried to, you know, say, okay, you're in my way. You, you did this, blah, blah, blah. But there are, there are some safety directors, because I've seen safety directors, Ruthann, 
will make a call and I'm going, that doesn't make sense. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them will, will, will be like, well, you should never go off the road. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, that means you would have had to strike the guy. I'm, I'm telling you, I've heard, I've heard them say things like that. Um, so it's, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But to be honest with you, the truck driver chose the better decision because the only, the damage now goes to the truck and to the, um, insurance, insurance. Um, and he's got a rollover, but now it's deemed non-preventable, which is a real relief for that driver because once you have a rollover, you already know most companies are not going to want to hire you for the next three years. Right. And I think what the reasoning for doing these scenarios now, the reason why the, um, I guess overdrive started doing it is because they wanted to be able to show that drivers have a way to help, um, get them out of certain situations that, is not their fault, but for some reason they have no one. It's 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 they needed someone to help fight for them. So if you're having a situation where when you go like this gentleman, there's no sign saying that's a soft shoulder. There's no no nothing like that. If there's those type of situations, you have some way to help by contacting the National Safety Council and trying to get them to do a review so that you you have a chance to not have something negative on your, your report and someone to help stand by your side and fight for you. You know, in Pennsylvania where we're from, we see a lot of signs that say low shoulder, right? Meaning it's a a good drop. If you, if you go off the road, it's a good little drop. Mm -hmm. When I was in West Virginia, I could not believe those West Virginia people must be the best drivers in the world. (laughs) I'm not joking because you don't see a lot of accidents, but those roads, if you veer off the road in West Virginia, and I did, I had a video of a car that went off the road and up over the bank. Um, but I will tell you the whole time we were there, I didn't see any, and I kept saying to everybody, man, I'm surprised you don't see a lot of accidents with these shoulders because like, I'm telling you some of those shoulders, like you're going down over a cliff and there's like no warning signs or nothing. But West Virginia people must really be so used to those roads. It's insane. When you're driving around in the back roads of West Virginia, you're going, wow, this is crazy. But it's really cool looking. But, man, you better know what you're doing driving in West Virginia. I'll guarantee you that right now. So, Ruth Ann, I love that article. I love that situation you just posed. Uh, hopefully you can bring us more like that. Yeah, there is more. Yeah, so it's just little situations. It kind of taught me a little bit. But like I said, um, the only the only confusing part I had was I thought, in the beginning, he had come to a stop, and I was wondering uh, why. Yeah, that's probably my my. Yeah, not a big deal. Way I worded. Yeah, but not a big deal. But no, awesome article. Uh, moving on, you mm-hmm. um, did you want to report on this missing truck driver? I I believe you called the police and all in Iowa. Yeah. What was the driver's name? Or dri- is I shouldn't say the was. driver's name is David Schultz. He's fifty three. He's about one hundred and eighty pounds, five foot eleven, brown hair, brown eyes. He's a white Iowan. And what's um, what's the situation? When did he go missing? Um, the twenty first, November twenty first. So t- today we don't usually give out dates, uh, but we're in the studio on the second, okay, of December. So he's been missing um, about what all, ten days, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to. F- Didn't you say that he, the truck was just parked in the middle of the road or something like that? Yeah, he he hauled for a. Um, a company that hauled live hogs. And the way I was reading it, there's a couple of different articles. So some of them weren't giving the same exact information, but what I could get from most of it is he went to the one delivered his load 
to a a place that has all the hogs. I don't know what you want to call it, farm or whatever. And um, left there, or he was on his way, one or the other. But they couldn't find, like he wasn't in, he was supposed to be in Sac County, so they couldn't find where he was delivering. He wasn't, his truck wasn't in the same spot. So some people are saying that he already had delivered it because they're not mentioning that his trailer still had it, the hogs in it. So that's why a lot of them are saying that he, he had already delivered it. But you said the truck was actually parked in the middle of the road. It wasn't even like off the side. It wasn't off the side. It was parked directly in the middle. The door was open. His wallet, his cell phone were inside. His muck gear was not located. When they were searching for, with the bloodhounds, they found his jacket in the ditch. But it was, you know how like when you're getting it ripped off of you, it's kind of like ha- inside out kind of-ish. And that's how it was. It was like it was... Like it was pulled off of them. It wasn't like it was taken off normally. That's weird. That's weird. But there's no other sign whatsoever of them. And what's his name? David Schultz. He's a young David guy. Schultz. Yeah. And you had a picture with his family and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put it up on Talk CDL. Um, and if, if y'all have found out if he's been found, also let us know. But you called the police station and I guess you got put on hold and then they transferred Sheriff you over. McClure. And it was little. But anyways, you never did actually get to find out the update on him. So we're trying to get updates on David Schultz. Um, you know, one thing I was going to say, Ruthann, I've read, I forget what the number is, but it's like thousands of Americans a year actually go missing because they want to just start a new life. I'm not saying this guy just got out, but you got, to me, I'm looking at two scenarios when you, from what you read. Number one would be, like you said, something happened and, you know, he, he, got, you know, taken out of the truck. Um, or number two, he just parked the truck and uh, started a new life, which is weird. Or maybe he had a medical incident and he just, you know, goes confused and started walking and he's in danger. I don't know. Well, the Lakeview Police Department, Sac County Sheriff's Department are asking for people to be aware, especially property owners in the area, to see if maybe an outbuilding, if there's anything. They're thinking that it wasn't a good scenario. I'm going to give a phone number. It's 712-657-2513. That's the Lakeview Police Department's number that you can call if you do have anything. But evidently, by what I've been reading, is this is not the first truck driver that has gone missing in this particular situation or scenario area. Okay, yeah, that's kind of weird if, if there's been other, you know, mm-hmm. you should find out if there's actually been others going missing. Um the uh, one thing that I would end this article with, Ruthann, is especially for over-the-road truckers, which I was one, and, and there's there's like a couple million of them out there. Um, you know, technically, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be a big family, a brotherhood helping each other. But in reality, we're really out there alone a lot. You know what I mean? Um, things can happen. I mean, truck drivers go missing all the time. Um, and sometimes it's good good ending and sometimes it's a bad ending. But... but you know, we're realistically, you know, we leave home and we're 500 miles away from home, 100 miles away from home. We're in surroundings that we're not used to, you know, and things can happen. Uh, be You can be robbed. You can be mugged. You can be run off the road. You can have a heart attack. I mean, we've had truck drivers that we knew that went missing and then they found them in a rest area, had a heart attack in their sleeper and died. So there's, there's a, uh, you know, there's a scariness of being alone out there when it, when when you see in reality 
just this article alone, what could actually happen to uh, a driver, male or female, when they're out on the road. So I would, I would tell these drivers, you know, one of the things that is really cool are those air tags mm-hmm. that we bought. It's a, if you have an Apple, I don't know if if uh, Android has them, and I know that the you can use your Find My iPhone also. But the air tags, all it is, a little like a little bingo chip. It looks like okay, and it's got a GPS in it. You could put it on your keychain. You could put it in your wallet. You could just leave it in your ashtray. Um, whatever the case is. But the bottom line is your loved ones can find you if something happens and like say you are abducted and they take your phone off you. You still have that little GPS that they may not even realize that's on you. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea. You know, even in Florida, you see silver alert, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, And a silver alert, just I don't know if other states have it. But a silver alert, especially in Florida, because we have a lot of retired people, elderly people, they go missing. Um, and then it's hard. Like one one guy just went missing not long ago in like Tampa. He ended up in Wisconsin. Didn't know where he was at. He was confused. He had dementia. Um, so I would tell you, like those people, they actually have GPS underwear and stuff that they put on on people now to wear. You know, just little things like that. And people may be laughing, going, I don't need that, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Your loved ones, you may be a tough guy thinking, I don't need that. You know what I mean? I ain't afraid of being out there. But your wife and kids want to know where you're at. And so, you know, protect yourself at least to let them find you in situation. Because if this guy had, say, an air tag on him right now, if he's wanting to be found, you'd be able to find him right now just by clicking on it on your phone and and you can find where he's at. That's just a little advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Ruthann. Troy. Ruthann. Troy. Hello. I have an article I wanted to read. Um, let me pull this up here. I was doing so much talking, I forgot I had some things. Um, you know how, like, you and I, when we were out on the road, I mean, look, you're, you know, whether you're boyfriend, girlfriend, you're married couple... You have times where you get into a fight. You know what I mean? You're in a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get into an argument. And right. Next thing you know, they're screaming, you're fighting, blah, blah, blah. You know? Um, you get smacked upside the head. Yeah. You, the, she smacks you upside the head. Whatever the case is, right? Listen to this article. It says, cop kills truck driver allegedly holding woman hostage in, inside rig. So I don't know if it was his wife or whatever the case is. It happened in Indianapolis. And it said a lieutenant shot and killed a truck driver on on this past Thursday, November 30th, during an alleged hostage situation that played out inside the cab of his semi. And and it says uh, basically what happened. I, I kind of give you the gist of it. They were in a a, a a McDonald's parking lot, I guess, and the the workers can hear screaming inside the truck. So they call the police. The police show up. The guy gets. The guy comes from out of the sleeper berth and just sits in the driver's side, right? Mm-hmm. He looks at the cops and then goes back into the sleeper berth. They can hear screaming. It says they broke the window out so they can, quote, hear better. Me, you know, I mean, I guess that's possible. But anyway, so they get the door open and uh, the, 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 the trucker said, I've got a knife to 
her throat and I'll kill her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, would I do that to Ruth Ann? Would I? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, it would, and not, be, not because I care about you, but because it ain't worth getting my head blown off. <laughs> you know, my, yeah, Exactly. I'm thinking to myself, where do, why do people do that? They're like, okay, the cops say, put your hands up. Instead, they reach for something and get their, themselves shot. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in, a tr- you're in a semi-truck surrounded by cops now, right, with their guns drawn, and you say, I got a knife at her throat. Back off, copper, or mm-hmm. I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And, and I sh- be- Because he ends up dead. They end up shooting the trucker, and they kill him. Okay, but it's like... Have we ever been into that heated of a fight that I'm not going to pay attention to a cop with a loaded gun outside my truck that I'm willing to keep fighting with you and you're willing to keep fighting back? I don't think we've ever been to that point. I mean, we've been to the point where, you know, I tossed a coffee cup at you. Yeah, but that wasn't in the truck. That was in a car or in a house. I'm just saying we've been into some heated arguments, but... Guys and gals, for you drivers that have somebody with you, you know, um, I don't care. If you can't handle it, don't take them with. <laughs> that's a that's probably the best advice. If you advice. can't handle them, don't take them with, exactly. Yeah, I mean, no matter what the case is, I mean, I don't know what the situation that had them fighting, but you got to know. You guys got to know if the, if a woman is screaming especially and she sounds like bloody murder or whatever you want to say, most likely, people are going to call the police. Mm-hmm. And now you've got some splaining to do. Yep, you do. So I, my advice would be, like, I, I like your advice best. If, if you're not really good at getting along, that little truck, that, that, that big condo becomes very little when you have to share it with somebody you're fighting with. Mm-hmm. Somebody that wants the heat on and you want the air conditioner on. Somebody that smokes and you don't smoke. Some wants the music loud and you don't. I'm telling you, if you don't agree, just on those little things, they shouldn't be in the truck with you. And if your wife and you don't get along generally, I would tell you, you really need to leave her home. Leave her home. Well, let's put it this way. If you're a truck driver and you have your wife, you know... You either are used to being away from each other for long periods of time, a week, two weeks, depending on what kind of driver you are. If you've always been used to that, and then all of a sudden you get into the truck and you're together with each other 24-7 for that two weeks, that's gonna that's actually going to be torture for you guys because you're not used to being together for a long period of time. And if you used to do it years ago and then stopped and now are trying to get back to it, it's not going to work. You've got too much time frame where you're not used to being each near each other for a long period of time. The thing that you and I have that not many people have is we've always been together 24-7 every single day. We've been every single day. Every <laughs> single day. Woo. I know. Wow. We, we drove together and then you were on by yourself while I was at home. But that was only for a couple years. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't long at all. And then, you know, you've been home. So, we've always been. There's people that haven't had that. And if you haven't, then you don't decide all of a sudden to start doing it in a tractor where you're miles away from your home. Right. We went from being in the truck together to starting a home business 25 years ago. 
Praise the Lord. And, you know, 24-7, and except for, like, when you're at dance, you know, with, with our daughter or, or if I'm on a hunting trip, whatever, we're pretty much always around each other. So you really got to learn. It's You got to really learn to be, um, have a friend, a relationship as a friend besides, you know what I mean, being married because you got to be able to enjoy each other. So if you guys don't have that, um, you know, honestly, you really are better. And I like what you said, the routine. That's really important. Like you said, if you're not used to having somebody in that truck with you, you know, like you stop when you want to stop. Mm-hmm. You eat where you want to eat. You okay. sing to your songs. You Exactly. You The temperature of the truck is the way you want it. Everything is the way you want it. And now you throw your wife in that truck. I, I know that when Ruth Ann gets in the truck, it's going to be made. The bed's going to be made the way Ruth Ann wants it made. Um, we're going to, a lot of times, we're, we compromise on where we're going to eat. But, you know, Ruth Ann. When I've she, learned not to have an opinion on food. But Ruth Ann moves into my truck. She takes over the truck. So, I mean, that's just the truth. It's it's not mine. Exactly. You've taken over, you know, <laughs> that's why you stay out of my pickup, you know, so I don't have to have you take over that. But the bottom line is, if you guys like your own routine and you think it's going to be a bad scene with the old lady, the ball and chain, you know, leave it at home. I'm just serious about that. Well, and, and honestly, it, it really... Don't try and make it on a on a long trip. If you want to try it, try it on shorter trips. Try it on 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 something and and know if she's got to get back home because y'all can't stand each other and you want to make it as easy as possible. Make sure there's a way that you have a backup to where she can get home, whether it be plane, train, automobile, you know, however it is. Make sure that there's a way out before you hit to the point where you're now wanting divorce. <laughs> Ruth Ann, the one th- I have actually thought about that, you know. Wanting to divorce me? No, no, not wanting okay. to divorce you. Um, but what I have thought about is the short trips. See, when you take your wife every now and then, you know, you know you're bringing her home next week. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. And she knows she's getting out of the truck next week. Right. I would say that that's not really a test. I'd say it's a sort of a test. The real test is when she moves in to that truck and it's now permanent. Things are different. It's different than dating. It's now you're now you're committed once you're both living in there. So just be sure. Just be sure of it. Anyways, to make a long story short, the cop um, got into the cab, right? And he could see the trucker on top of him and he could see blood. So he shot him, killed him, and then after they were done, they found a razor with blood on it. Now, this is an alleged hostage hostage situation. I guess we'll find out later on down the road if there's anything that else comes about it. But bottom line, guys and gals, okay, learn to get along in that big truck because it's tight quarters. I don't care how, I don't care if you have a W nine with a studio sleeper or one of those. Trucks that have the custom the 133 inch sleeper, you know, I mean, with the bathroom and everything in it, I, I, I don't care. You're still, you, you can only go so far from each other if you're mad at each other. Um, anyways, moving on. Moving on. You know, last but not least, Ruth Ann, um, real quick, a truck driver had a side business. Let me tell you about this side business. If I could actually find it. I 
Oh, here it is. Truck driver with a side business. <laughs> um, it sounds so nefarious. <laughs> listen to this. Now, this is something that I've seen in the, when I was on the road. Truck driver has been arrested in South Carolina after police say he failed to deliver 41,000 pounds of chicken to two locations in Milton, Georgia. Um, it says, according to the Sumter Sheriff's Office, Christopher Thomas, 55, was hired by Pilgrim's Pride to deliver the chicken, but instead began selling it. I, I said he had a side business. Um, it says, investigators said they believe Thomas was in the process of selling more when deputies pulled him over uh, for a traffic stop. Why, why does the bad guy always get pulled over for a traffic stop? Because they're stupid. Like the drug runner, right? Dude, you've got like 20 million tons of, of cocaine in your trunk. Do the freaking speed limit. No, they do 140 miles an hour up I-95, and they get pulled over. It's like they panic. I got to get there. You know, here's a guy. gets. How ironic is that? You're doing something illegal, and you get pulled over for a traffic stop. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so he gets pulled over for a traffic stop, and uh, they found... Uh, 215 cases of chicken weighing about 8,000 pounds inside. It said they believed that Thomas sold the other 33,000 pounds of chicken. He is being charged with breach of trust with fraudulent intent. Um, and you remember on the road I've told you, I've been at truck stops when the CB was like really in use and you hear some people selling things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Look, listen, I got some chicken. You know, anybody looking for a case of chicken, um, radios, all that stuff. And what they don't realize is, is if there's a deal breaker in, in ever getting a job in trucking again, it's theft inside your own, you know, of, of a shipper receiver's property. Mm -hmm. I promise you, that's probably worse than any DUI. It's worse than any bad accident. Just about. It's that bad. When a trucking company, yeah. you know, looks at something, the first thing when they see driver was fired from last job for stealing 33,000 pounds of chicken and selling it, I promise you they are not giving, they are not going, well, maybe he's changed. Well, maybe. I think I think this guy he deserves a second chance. He only sold thirty three thousand pounds of the freight. You know he needed to feed his eighteen children. He needed the money. <laughs> Whatever the case is, okay, you're not getting a job in trucking ever again. the The best thing to do would be, you know, get a new birth certificate and change your whole name and start <laughs> all over. Because <laughs> you're pretty screwed when you get caught. When you get when it when they put down you were stealing. You're dead in the water. I don't care. Selling out the back of the truck. Even the worst companies out there won't hire the guy that they know steals the... Fr Listen, we're supposed to deliver the freight. Not, not sell it. Exactly. So, anyways, Ruth Dan, that is my stuff for the week. You have the word of the day? I do. Alright, what do you got for us today? I got Word Genius. Word, word of the day. Word Genius downloaded today. Invariable. 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 Okay, so invariable. Actually, I've heard that word before, but what, what's the actual definition so we don't have to guess? Yeah, um, it is used often, but it means never changing. And if you use it in a noun effect, 
it is having the same form in both the singular and the plural, like sheep. Okay. Do you have a sentence with it or not? Yes, they always give two sentences. Give, give us both. All right. My mother's kitchen includes the invariable combination of a pot of coffee and a plate of cookies. Never changes. Right. My daughter's homework this week is to learn about invariable nouns such as sheep and deer. So the word variable means it does change. It's it's up and down. It's it's not a consistent number. It mm-hmm. variates. Mm-hmm. It's var- and so in, the in means no. Right. Not. Non. Yeah, yeah, non. So invariable. I mean, right. that's we're pretty cool. I, and I've used that word before. I'll just have to use it again. Well, what I actually didn't know is that it with as the noun form being sheep and deer, because there's another word that they use for those types of words. But if you think about it, there is no singular deer word. There's no singular sheep word. It you is, mean, look at all the deers? Look at all the sheeps? <laughs> so it's, it's Sean the sheep, not Sean the sheeps. It's the deer. Yeah. Look, at I've seen 20 deer. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I've, I've known that, but I've, I, guess. I never know it was that term, invariable yeah. noun. Yeah. So that's where I learned. Oh, cool. All right. Do you have anything else? No. Cool. Well, Ruthann, I'm glad to be back in the studio. I know you are. Yes. And uh, should we um, make sure we mention the uh, trucking shows coming up? Yes. We are going to be in Kentucky at the Mid-American. Our booth number is 66105. We're right on the corner in the building. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to also be in Fort Lauderdale in, mm-hmm. I think, February. Yes. Um, we don't have a booth number yet, but Mm-mm. that show um, is like really super That's cool. fun. I, I enjoyed that one last year. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being in South Florida at that time of the year. It was windy it's and chilly. Even, but it's usually warmer. Yeah, it's true. That was windy. It was windy. It was odd. But the hotel was cool. The little the little eating area was yeah. really cool. Yeah. And it was all those big, giant, fancy yachts outside the hotel, which yeah. was pretty cool to look the at. Intercoastal. All right. All right, Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.